0: Hi, I'm
1: Garth Tannen. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the V8 Insiders.
2: It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell.
1: This weekend it's off to Perth. Oh, that's right, it isn't. Next week, Team Vodafone is off to Perth. Soft tyres get an extra run in Tassie and Tony D'Alberto gets some sand-down laps. It's all coming up today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races.
3: you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar
1: coverage. Out now. With this weekend's event at Barbagallo being cancelled earlier in the year, it has left a gap in the program, just as the series was starting to build momentum towards the winter break. Many teams were upset with the cancellation of the Western Australian round because of sponsorship from WA-based companies. So Team Vodafone has decided that they will go to the Western State to give a Sponsors Day to Vodafone and open up the track, which they are giving the fans a chance to come along. Monday June 7, fans in the West will be able to see the 888 VE Commodores on the track with two lucky fans getting a chance to ride with series champion Jamie Winkup. Team Vodafone will have some of their Holden branded merchandise on sale at the track as well. On Tuesday night, Team Vodafone will be joined in the West by FPR and Gary Rogers Motorsport at a Norton 360 evening for WA Fan Club members. And the GRM duo of Lethal Lee Holdsworth and also Robbo Caruso will be part of a drive day at the RAC driving centre next to the Perth airport. The longer break has allowed teams to prepare some new equipment with Fabian Coulthard getting his hands on the former Garth Tander HRT chassis over at Bundy Red Racing. The man with the movie star looks will be in the WR... 007 for the Darwin round. HRT will have two new chassis on the track at Darwin, which has increased speculation that Tony D'Alberto will be updating. He's currently running the first VE chassis built by Walkinshaw Racing, and Alberto, who had an opportunity last weekend at the Victorian State round to do some very well-earned laps of Sandown ahead of the Sandown race meeting later in the year, will be looking forward to updating as soon as possible but is coy on when that might be. GRM, Gary Rogers Motorsport, are still planning to debut their new cars at Phillip Island after the long winter break. Teams will be issued with an additional set of sprint tyres at Simmons Plains. This year's rules were only allowing teams to use soft tyres on Sunday, but Dunlop has some surplus stocks following the two sprint rounds, so V8 supercars have picked the apple Isle for them to be used up. Hidden Valley and Sandown will remain as Sunday-only soft tyre race meetings. Testing this week has seen FPR head off to Wyndon to conduct an official test day, which the team said was productive, although rain did affect the day. Brad Jones Racing cancelled their scheduled test day because of the conditions and used the day as a driver evaluation. They were able to give Andrew Jones, Matt Halliday and newly announced Fair Income Sheds co-driver David Wall some valuable track time. FPR co-drivers Luke Yould and Dean Canto will jump into the cars next Monday when FPR return to Winton for a second test day. They'll be joined once again by Brad Jones Racing, Tony D'Alberto Centaur Racing and also Kelly Racing. David Russell was able to get his first main gain laps in on Monday – getting a chance to steer the Brad Jones Racing prepared Brytech car. In other Fujitsu news, Taz Douglas, who has been sidelined whilst receiving treatment for a type of lymphatic cancer, is confident he'll make a return to the series at Townsville. And Formula Ford points leader Chaz Mozart has had a seat fitting for a potential Fujitsu drive, but the youngster has been coy about any potential moves to the development series soon.
3: Um, I'd like to get to VO 2 cars um then... After V8 supercars go to DTM I'd just like to race lots of classes.
1: And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Neville Wilkinson and Andrew Clark will be joining us. A controversy corner is next. When
2: we return with more on the V8 Insiders.
1: You've taken the V8 to the races.
3: You watched the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X magazine. V8X magazine dedicated to just one thing.
2: Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.
4: Hi, I'm Jason Richards. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
1: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from V8X Magazine, it's Neville Wilkinson. Good evening, Nev.
5: Good evening, Craig.
1: And also (coughs) from 101 and, uh, of course, a uh, columnist returning to V8X Magazine, it's Andrew Clark.
4: Hi, Craig. Hey, Nev. How are you
1: doing? We're going great guns. Perth race. Well, it's not on, but Triple uh, Eight have decided <laughs> to still go. Up Andrew, with the, I guess it's a one of those things where if you sign up for a national sport, you've got to turn up.
4: I think definitely, yeah. And, and if you think about someone like Triple Eight with Vodafone, um, I mean, they would have signed that deal based on the fact they had to go to Perth. Um, they've made certain commitments. You know, the big teams like Team Vodafone do drive days and all those kind of things in the cities they go to. So, you know, they were under compulsion to go to justify the, you know, the four, five, ten, twenty six million bucks, whatever it is that uh, people want to suggest that they're getting. So, uh, you yeah, know, they had a commitment to get over there and, um, you know, good on them for doing it. Uh, I'm sure Vodafone was quite insistent about the process, but, um, you know, they're over there and uh, proving that uh, if we want to be a national sport, we really do have to be there.
1: Neville, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? The, the V8 supercars making the decision not to go, but it has left a bit of a hole in the program.
5: Well, yes. I mean, the teams obviously couldn't not go. There was obviously some contractual obligations. And let's face it, a lot of the money in Australia, the, the, the profit centres is in Western Australia with the mining. And, you know, you've got West Track, which is a sponsor of, uh, um, FPR. So they've had to go over there and do stuff. And so, you know, it was it's important sponsorship-wise, even if they don't have a race. So I know I'd love to have the race over there. Can't happen. Four teams still have to go over there and do ride days.
4: Maybe TC knew that there was this super tax coming down on the mining companies, and they wouldn't have as much money to spend. So he said, "We're not going because you know another ten percent gone."
1: Well, he uh, has got uh, he's got an ear and a and a word in everyone's ear. So. Who knows what he's doing with the k Rudd at the moment? But in all seriousness, can the championship go on and not go to WA and really continue to call itself a national championship?
5: Well, I I think they'll still call themselves a national championship whether they uh, whether they go or not. Um, can the series go? Of course the series can continue where they go to Western Australia. Would we like them to go to Western Australia? Of course we'd like them to go to Western Australia. But it doesn't mean they're going to or going to... Ha- it doesn't mean they have to.
4: I think ultimately we'll end up back there after a couple of things are done to to pacify the Savage Beasts. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, if, you, if you are a national series, Perth's a very important city in this country, uh, and I think we have to be there. And I think that people should be finding every possible way they can to make it happen. Um, now, that's not suggesting they didn't, but um, the cynics among us would suggest that uh, that there are ulterior motives behind not actually going there.
1: Is a sponsorship worth less if you don't have a race in WA?
5: Yep. And well, I think a sponsorship's worth less whether you have don't have a race at any of the rounds, because you go to the sponsor saying there's going to be 15 rounds plus the Grand Prix, and then when they don't have a round, that's 14 rounds, the sponsors going to go, well, hang on. What's, what am I going to get for that extra round and all well, that round that I'm not getting? You know what extra can you do for me? And this is part of what they mean this is part of why some of the teams are probably going to have the drive day over there. It's a part of appeasing the sponsor because the not round is not going to be there. But also
4: remember a lot of sponsors um, will be taking budget from each of their state offices for this sort of thing. So you know if you've got a million dollars going into a team, they might take you know 400 from from New South Wales, and 300 from Melbourne, and 100 from here and 100 from there. So they could already be amortising the cost of their sponsorship over their their state-based marketing budget. So you know, West Australia is probably paying for these things that they're not getting. So you know, people are going to be grumpy and they're going to be shitty out of it. And I think the biggest thing to me is that we had two um, cha- two championship rounds called off this year. One of them they suddenly they put back on. What does that say to these sponsors? Does it say that this thing's still a bit of an amateur Hickville type sport, or has it really gone as far as, they, as the people who are running the sport claim? And I reckon, you know, could you imagine if all of a sudden the AFL said, geez, round 12, we don't like that, we're cancelling that. You know, it just wouldn't happen in other sports.
1: I guess the other interesting thing is if you see the parallels with what happened with Queensland... Is it a case of Queensland got back onto the, got back onto the calendar, Nev, and they just decided, well, we definitely can afford to cut the Barbagello Um, I
5: don't know. I mean, that's a perception out there, but I know team owners will swear black and blue that that's just a coincidence. That's not really the case. Um, there's been ongoing problems with, uh, with Perth. Over, over many years and they, they've had enough was enough. Um, I know, sh- sh- looking from the outside, uh, Queensland was off, then it was on again, oh, then suddenly they cancel, uh, Perth and, um, you know, people ask if they didn't go to Queensland, would they be have to go to Perth because we all understand that they have to have so many rounds because it's a contractual obligation for Channel Seven. That's why they had two rounds in Phillip Island last year because it was just just it was contract with Seven to have so many rounds. Um, so who knows? I'm not an insider to V8 Supercars. Team owners are saying that's not the car. Uh, that's that's just scuttlebutt. But when you're a fan, you're going well. You put two do you get? And that's what you come up with. Yeah, I know
4: T motors Nev that will tell you the world's still flat though. you know. But at the end of the day, if it's going to help, if it suits their argument, they'll tell you anything they like. I mean, you know, they're in the game of making sure that we in the media don't actually know what's really going on. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, where there's smoke, there's fire. If there's enough people suggesting that this is a reality, then there's probably a good chance there is. It's not like it's just one person or one journal out there talking this up. You know, this is a very broad-based opinion through the paddock. Um and that's including people inside the teams.
5: I mean, no doubt. I no doubt. I believe that if they didn't go to Queensland, they would have had to go to uh, Perth um, because of the contractual agreement with television. They couldn't. They couldn't drop two rounds in this in the championship this year. They had the leeway of one. Um, but I know I, yeah, there's more to it than this. But uh, yeah, I honestly believe they would have been going to Perth if they weren't going. If they didn't go to Queensland.
1: Mm, I'm wondering if they didn't go so hard on OH&S issues early in the piece, and they were able to get Perth and perhaps promote that round themselves. Whether they might be up there as well, because in the end of the day, that's how they got back to Queensland. Oh, um, look,
4: I think oh is just a—it's just a cop out on their part. Um, you know, pit lane—we all know what it's like over there. We know it's tight. You know, you can change the races. You don't have to have fuel stops. I know that there's this requirement or alleged requirement from um, from the um, the sugar mob to uh, to make sure that we run the fuel and have fuel stops. But, you know, at the end of the day, everything is achievable if you want to make it work. Um, and I would argue that in this case, you know, they did as much as they felt like doing and then just said, too hard anymore. We're just pulling a pin on that and we'll concentrate our efforts on other things.
5: But sometimes you've got to be like that. You? I mean, sometimes I've had enough. I It's too hard to deal with deal with them you stop dealing with
4: people yep no doubt at all but um my view on that is that uh, don't come out and tell me any other porkies just say hey, just got sick of it i had no more yeah, energy to invest. Different.
5: no more if energy we're getting, to getting into a different investment. subject here yeah, definitely to Look, now,
1: i just want to get your thoughts because we we've come around to a point where we've got all these fantastic street events we've got bathurst we've got phillip island now but uh Do we need to get some of these other permanent circuits to advance status, Andrew, and and make them so there is that really special reason to go? I had a feeling after Winton, everyone said, oh, well, the soft tyre rounds are out the way now. They were sort of saying, well, the soft tyre rounds are out the way now. The racing won't be as good.
4: I think you've just got to face the facts that, you know, you're not going to turn Winton into Homebush or Clipsall the same way to me. You're not going to turn Homebush into Clipsall. Um, we had other things, you know, we've tried other big big events. Canberra was a good one and all sorts of things. Each event has its own different character and I think the key to this series is the fact that they are different. You know, we run in the Middle East and that has a very different atmosphere to uh, to running over here in Australia. We run at country tracks like Winton versus, you know, an urban track like Sandown and again it has a different feel. I actually think what they need to do is sit down and look at the tracks and say what is it that is... is going to make the racing best and the entertainment spectacle best for that race instead of saying oh well we run for you know one hour and five minutes on a Saturday and we run for two hours with a time limit on Sunday blah 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 full stop that's the way we do it you know sit back and say well you know let's treat them as different. Take your marquee events and treat it like a big rock band you know turn it away so that it's hard to get into the paddock area you know block it away from the public so give them the racing spectacle then go to Winton if you want to be up close and intimate with people and Kind of turn it around that way, I think, and you know, use the smaller tracks where you can see everything. You know, winter you can stand on the, that little hill at the old um, start finish straight and see nearly the entire track. You, know, you can't do that at a street circuit. So to me, it's just tap into the character of the place and make it work, rather than thinking that you, you know everything's got to be a super duper you know hundred thousand spectacle.
1: All right, well we need to take a break here on the v Insiders. There's plenty more. On the other side of this.
3: You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing.
2: To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders
1: at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to
6: V8 Insiders.
1: Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. ever Wilkinson, Andrew Clark, joining me, Craig Revell. Now, testing at Winton on Monday, it was interesting. Brett Jones Racing, locals up in that region, that part of the world, decided that the weather looked a bit dodgy. We're going to uh, switch our test day to a driver evaluation day. But FPR, who was there decided to push on and do the test. Does that really mean that FPR's in that much trouble? They have to get some laps into their cars to be able to work out how they can get back up to Triple Eight and Jim Beam Racing?
5: Well, I wouldn't (laughs) say they're desperate, but I do say there's a sense of urgency to get them back up the front. Um, And I just think they're taking the opportunity as they can. Yes, uh, the weather wasn't the best, but I just think that they had to... They had to work. I mean, they've come out in the media and said that they're. Quite, well, Tim Edwards has come out in the media and said he's quite embarrassed the way the team is functioning. So wouldn't you wouldn't you think that there was a certain level of guys <laughs> we've got to work on the issues now, not save what we have. Let's just go with what we've got and and do the best we can and at least get it back up there. Maybe they're also tr- uh, testing the new engine with the camshaft and all that kind of stuff. Who knows?
4: Yeah, I'd be quite embarrassed too if I was running that operation. I mean, you know, you think about it, um, it's only like two or three races ago that Mark Winterbottom was the one who was going to challenge Jamie Wincup and all of a sudden the wheels fell off the little wagon. Um, clearly, those cars struggle to get qualifying speed on the soft tyre. Uh, I think that's a quite a clear uh, clear fact that we can come to grips with. So I think they'd be quite happy that these all soft tyre rounds are done and dusted um, and they can look forward to a bit more competitiveness in this thing. Um, but I, I reckon, you know, that they, they were out there. They were, they had their checklist of what they were going to do. We're going to check this, 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 this. They looked at the weather and said, it doesn't really matter whether it's raining. This is what we had to get through, and the rain is irrelevant. Um, so my gut feel would be that they were looking at the new engines with the new camshafts, just trying to make sure that they're they're going to survive. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah? Well, definitely more tests. Next week A real test for both of you now As we have Gas and Go Brought to you by V8X Magazine And Gas and Go Three minutes, five questions Starting from now Tassie gets extra soft Andrew, will it improve the short race?
4: I think soft tyres improve any race Uh, Bottom line is um, The more mechanical grip you've got The better the racing is So soft tyres equals good racing um, And I'd get rid of the hard tyre And uh, bring in another even softer tyre
5: Nev? Uh, extra soft tyres, or extra, a lot of soft tyres, great. That just, uh, changes the whole setup scenario, which they don't have worksheets for, if you know what I mean. It's something they have to guess and, 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 and do a lot better. Uh, I think it's going to mix it up, so it's a good thing.
1: Alright, now we've heard a rumor this week, Rick Kelly wants to go NASCAR racing. Well, it's no secret Rick Kelly wants to go NASCAR racing, but I think every Red Bull driver in the world has, uh, been hinted to jump into the red bull car in nascar that's got a uh got a spare driver nev do you reckon there's any driver that wouldn't want to jump into nascar for a little bit
5: uh mark webber won't want to uh or you're just talking to 8 supercars <laughs> so i don't think james courtney will go i think james courtney's quite happy to be in australia and be with their supercars it is it is an acquired taste nascar um And if you get it right, there's a great future ahead of you, but you can also walk away with your tail between your legs.
4: Hmm. I don't think there's many guys who could do the transition that Marcus Ambrose done. Um, Yeah, bring in a flyaway, like, you know, drop Rick Kelly in and let him do one of the road course events. But yeah, learning the ovals are pretty tough gig. um, So you'd want to be pretty committed to uh, making a change. Uh, But that said, I reckon, uh, you know, if you said to do any one of them, come and drive at Watkins Glen in a NASCAR and uh, we're going to give you a decent piece of machinery. Um, there'd be very few who would turn it down.
1: All right. Now, Andrew, who has the best chance of winning a Bathurst, Lowndes and Scaife or Wing Cup and Owen? Um, well,
4: as I say, uh, I'll, I'll put my disclaimer in that I do do Mark Scaife's biography, which is coming out shortly, but uh, Scaife and Lowndes, um, for the clear reason that um, Lowndes is a great endurance driver, um, which is why 888's been using him to close out the endurance races of late, um, and just the experience level of the two of them, it's just staggering. Win Cup, probably the best driver in the field, but Steve Owen doesn't get a lot of laps in. So you say, what do you do? You compare Steve Owen with not a lot of laps versus Mark Scape with his history. Um, I'd say Scape will be more consistent on the day, so I'm going Lowns and scape.
5: Yeah, I'll go, me too. I'd go experience over youth and nothing beats laps around Bathurst and that experience. I agree. Uh, uh Lowns and Scafe.
1: Cam McConville dominated the Fujitsu Series at Winton uh, Neville. Is the uh, Fujitsu Series in, in endangered of becoming a retirement home rather than a nursery?
5: Well, uh, I'd say no. My, my, my train of thought is let some of the main game drivers race. They, these guys need a benchmark. If they can't beat some of these old guys who are about to retire or in that retirement mode, they're not going to beat the, the young guns who are already in their because They're going to get run over the top off. So, to me, they need to experience, they need to be able to step up. To, I think it's good.
4: Andrew? I think it's shocking. Um, at the end of the day, these young guys come into it. Um, it is still treated as the development series in my eyes. It's somewhere where you can go in and you can learn your craft. Um, I agree, yeah, running against good guys is how you get better, um, but these guys still need to be competitive or they're not going to get the sponsorship to run the thing. So you drop your Cam McConville's in there, or then you go even worse and say, geez, Garth Tander could use an extra test session in his HRT cars, so let's drop him back into the Fujitsu series. I reckon it's a very quick recipe for death.
1: All right. Finally, should their supercars have filled the gap caused by the Perth cancellation, Andrew? Uh, Yeah, they should have gone to Perth. Nev.
5: Uh, I, I believe I should have filled the gap Just for the fact that uh, You know, we want these consistent rounds And um, yeah So I should have filled the gap Where, who knows, but, but to fill the gap
1: Alright, that's Gas and Go for another week Brought to you by V8X Magazine It's the magazine with Shane Van Gisbergen On the cover And uh, it's got a, a, a bunch of stories That you don't want to miss Nev, I know you're working on the new edition And that's going to come out very soon as well
5: at the end of the month. All right. Well, sorry, end of next month.
1: Let's get a go for another week. Guys, thanks very much for joining us here on the Roundtable. Andrew Clark, look forward to catching up with you soon.
4: Yeah, I talk to you
1: soon. And never, of course, the end of June, you can catch up with the latest edition of V8X. But as I said, still plenty to read in the
5: Giz on the cover. Thanks for clearing it up for me, Craig. Yeah, you're right. Thanks for having me on.
1: White Flag Lap is up next here on the V8 Insiders. It's Luke Gilton and Dean Cando talking about an interesting venture they've got going.
2: Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken
3: the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one
1: magazine in V8 Supercar coverage.
0: Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders.
1: On this week's Y-Flag Lab, we speak to Luke Yildon and Dean Canto, both of who I caught up with at Queensland Raceway whilst they were driving minis in what was a very uh, action-packed weekend for the mini-series. Well, Luke Yildon and Dean Canto, it's uh, an interesting weekend. You get to do some testing on Friday in the V8 supercars, getting ready for the Enduros, and then into the minis for the rest of the weekend. Uh, quite a Quite a difference there, Luke. Yeah, you're certainly right. There, it's
6: uh, it's been a while since we got in the V8, so I was really looking forward to it this weekend. And uh, both Dean and myself adapted to it really quick. we actually very quick there on uh, Friday morning, so that was good. Um, but you're right, the night and day difference between uh, a mini and a supercar. Um, I must admit, I'd much rather drive the V8, but <laughs> anyway, it's got uh, got a lot more horsepower and a lot more grip. So, um, but the minis have good fun, especially driving with uh, with Dino and, and Luffy and and Stoke up the front there, we're having a bit of a battle there, it's pretty good fun, so, um,
1: yeah, it's good. I was looking through my archive of interviews, and one that came across was about 1999, Luke Yelden, Formula Ford champion, mm-hmm. how have you, we look now, this is 11 years, how have you seen yourself as a driver develop over that time? Yeah,
6: I'm, I'm definitely a lot better driver now than I was in ninety nine and 2000, for sure, um, it's 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 been a frustrating period i think i you know i've been in the v8s all that time as well in the endurance races and I, I believe we probably really should be in the main game but i mean it's a few guys that can say that too but um just a matter of opportunities i suppose and um, i wasn't born into the lucky sperm club unfortunately so that's um that's life gotta do the best i can
1: with what i've got to Dean who who is also V8 miniing this weekend. Uh, what about your thoughts? I, I think uh, my first recollection of you driving... The first time I can remember doing an interview was at Sandown mm-hmm. in the pro car days when you won the 500, uh, which that's going back a couple of years now as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, sort of gone a different route than most guys, you know, went into, straight into saloon cars, but um, yeah, that was a bit of a handful. 19 years old, driving a 450-horsepower you know, Maserati around Sandown in the, in the wet conditions was good fun. Um, same sort of thing as Luke, you know, I've, I've had my chance in the main game Unfortunately sort of got stuck with developing a car And, and uh, everything that went wrong happened to me and made me look bad But um, you know, the, the, the V8's still where we want to be um, you know, Still striving to be in there full time um, But happy to be driving with the main Ford factory, Ford factory team um, for the Enduro So uh, it was great to get back in the car, sequential gearbox um, 650 horsepower at your disposal because uh, I've done the last two rounds in the minis and sort of had a bit of a frustrating time with them with a few other drivers, but um, it's all about having some fun at the moment, really.
1: Well, one thing that you guys together are doing is uh, a new business opportunity, and uh, it looks like you might have brought some of that stunt driving flair to the uh, BMWs this weekend.
0: Yeah, well, our stunt driving school's all about fun, you know, come along and drive our minis and do some ramp-to-ramp jumps, some big handbrake turns and, and split vinyl surfaces, but it's uh, all controlled and and very safe, unfortunately motorsport yeah, there's a lot more speed involved and if something goes wrong it usually ends quite badly but um, yeah, our stunt driving schools we, we get a lot of people through in our Sydney uh, venture and uh, it's quite a fun day and Luke's a master of two wheeling at the moment, driving a car on two wheels and taking people for rides down the car park
1: Luke, where did the idea come from to do this?
6: Well, uh, Dean and I have been looking at doing something ourselves, we do a lot of dri- driver training for other companies and we thought it's probably about time we uh, were in control of our own destiny a little bit And uh, we've been doing some work with Kevin Flynn, who runs Driver Dynamics in Melbourne, and um, he's got this stunt driving school in Melbourne, and there was uh, an opportunity came up to take over the business in Sydney, and uh, we we jumped at that, and uh, it's just just gone sort of great guns from there.
1: Now, what does your wife think, Dean, when, you know, you're already a race car driver, that's dangerous enough,
0: to then go off and say, I'm going to teach punters to be a stunt driver? Uh, she's happy as long as it puts food on the table, basically. But, um, no, she's come along. She actually looks after all the bookings and all the office and checks people in on the, on the days. And she actually seems to enjoy it, I reckon, watching from the sidelines. Luke and I are in the cars all day long instructing, but uh, she walks away with a smile on her face. Um, yeah, she's happy as long as I'm happy.
1: All right, I'll press, put the pressure on you, Luke. Uh, how can people log in and uh, find out more about the Stunt Driving School. Well, it's very easy. You look on our
0: website,
6: www.stuntdrivingschool.com.au and, uh, or look at the adventure websites like Red Balloon and Adrenaline. Uh, we're on there. Uh, but the best thing is check out the website. We've got uh, video footage of what we do there exactly and uh, and it's, it's a really good, fun experience. It sort of takes two, two and a half hours and uh, we can get you through uh, pretty quick. There's not much standing around. There's plenty of action. So um,
1: come along. Well, we wish you all the best for all the endeavours. Thank you.
6: Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
1: My thanks to Dean Canto and Luke Yulden. Some interesting comments there for sure. That's all we have time for this week on the V8 Insiders. The checkered like flag wait over this edition. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join
2: us next week for more V8 Insiders. Only on v8x.com.au.